0: Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTG Nordic. I am still Morten Røvik and I'm still here with my good friend and colleague Lars Roskill Hendrickson. Salve Lars!
1: Hi Morten. As you say that, it sounds like we're just always sitting here, yeah. <laughs> always recording. I'm still here with yeah, Lars. We don't, we don't do anything else. No. We just sit here in front of the screen. That's no, all we do. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you as always and and looking forward to recording another episode for our listeners and and viewers out there. The purpose of the podcast is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers, so we hope that this episode supports you in that and if it does, we'd love to hear from you. If you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes 1 through 6 to get an introduction to the basics of GTD. And this is episode 60 of the podcast and today we'll be talking about a great topic that i am sure will be very useful for our listeners and viewers out there
0: Uh, yes indeed and this is uh, you dubbed this episode great meetings with gtd and um and uh, i'm I'm sure that before gtd and maybe even after gtd um well everybody around you don't have gtd then you have been in not so good great meetings i guess Mm -hmm. so Maybe we should have uh visits into our memories of meetings we've been to just to give the contrast, or maybe what's normal for a lot of people out there. So do you have any, you know, horrific stories or at least stories for, from your uh pre GTD no, days
1: yeah so so the one that most clearly comes to mind as you as you ask that question is uh I was working as a consultant with a company on a, a very challenging uh, project and um there was this meeting culture that uh, and I think there's a law about this as well that things tend to take up the amount of time that we set aside for it um and and there was this Uh, and I don't know if that came in with me or whether that was already there, but we had a, a pretty clear agenda. So that part was, was okay. But then let's say we were six, eight, 10 people maybe gathered. We sat down, we went through the agenda. We were done after 40 minutes Hmm. and then there would be this tendency from the meeting leader to say, okay, so what else should we talk about? Who has something to discuss? and it would just I would sit there and I was like I know I have my list I know we want to get going we're on oh, a very tight schedule here. With yes, it really was it really was and that and it also tended to since it was a stressful project it tended to open up some very heavy discussions mm. at the end so while maybe the first 40 minutes let's say they were really productive and, and actually was a great meeting mm. then the last 20 just absolutely killed it and, and, and left you with so little energy for the rest of the day mm. so that's the that's the one that most and it most clearly stands out to me mm-hmm. I don't know what about you
0: no Well, um, one of the you know the, the I, I categorize horrific meetings it's like the, um, we have one we call you know where you no agenda meetings where you're you you're, mm. you've always had this meeting it's just at some point it had a point but mm-hmm. not anymore <laughs> Yeah. So it's so you meet and you talk and uh, and and you exchange and uh, you know maybe exchange some information but that could be you know re- replaced by an email or and and people are there because of old habits mm. and um we also have the meetings where you, you are supposed to do something but there's no clear agenda, so that you are you know you you are confused on what you should talk about and as so you say that does anyone mm. have something we need to talk about and then kind of <laughs> open up a can of worms. Um no and, and this it is um you know um and then we have the what we call in Norwegian, I don't know if this words exist in, in English at all, maybe in Danish, kafferslabras <laughs> Does that make sense at all?
1: I, I just love the word in itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it is is—it is a, maybe a little old uh, word, uh, but it is, it is uh, when you are uh, sitting with your friends and drink coffee and eat cake and talk, and which hmm. is social and nice, but if you are supposed to have a meeting with some, you know, uh, sensible topics it doesn't make Mm. sense to just eat cake and coffee which is not bad but maybe not in a meeting where you're supposed to do something Mm. and i'm not saying you should not eat coffee and eat cake in a meeting but (laughs) eh, you know so one of one of the things that i've been using a lot of time um reflecting on before and and also also now is that um I have a thesis that I've used as, um, um, what, what do I call it? This kind of like a, a reasoning for creating um, a workshop for what we call good meetings or great meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the, the thesis is as follows. Let me read it to you. When mm-hmm. the meeting cul- culture solidifies, it displaces common sense. And what does that mean? Mm. Well, when you are having a meeting culture that is, um, you know, solidifies it, it becomes solid, it becomes stuck, it becomes structure, uh, it replaces or it displaces common sense. So mm. the more you have structure in a company where you have old meetings, the more you have to reintroduce um, common sense for, mm. by asking critical questions. Like, why am I here? What is, mm. what is the agenda? What is the purpose of this meeting? Why are we having this meeting? Which is very, all very good getting things done questions. And like, why? Why are we mm. having this meeting? So that's one of the things that I've been you know, using, spending my time on in the last few years, um, giving workshop in these topics to help organizations, departments and, and companies change their meeting culture. And um, uh, that is a. It takes long time, and it takes uh, diligence, and it takes, um, you know, focus from the people at all levels to change the meeting culture. Because culture will eat any strategy any day, as you know. Hmm. Um, um, So, so to change the culture takes um, one. You need to wake up. What are (laughs) we doing here? (laughs) 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 Which is which is a, a. Good good questions um and and I'm sure that there are digital leaders out there who are trying to wake up their you know their meetings or their you know departments or companies to the fact that mm. we are using a lot of um time on things that are not uh, you know not mm, not good for it doesn't help us it we're just meeting because structure has struck so so one of the things i <clears throat> When I start, this is trying to attack it with some common sense. Let me see if I can do that now as well <laughs> by, <laughs> by 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 uh, um, uh, showing some statistics. I won't show, but I will read some statistics for you. This is from uh, an article in ink.com from uh, January 2019, um, and it is uh, it says it has some statistics that I picked from that, that I liked. And this comes also from Doodle.com, which are a company who are uh, making it easier to make meeting invitations between people. Hmm. So they are very important, for, you know, in in thinking making uh, effective meetings. So uh, some some of the statistics says that forty four percent says that badly organized meetings means that I don't have enough time to do the rest of my work, and I think that is forty four percent. Is probably pretty average everywhere because people that I talk to go to meetings where they don't understand what I'm, what am I doing there, and and uh, and what is my purpose here, and why are we doing it at all? Hmm. And then, 43 percent says that unclear agendas leads to confusion. You know, if you make an agenda, you, for goodness sake, make it clear. Some people understand what is this, and they can, they can also um, use time for. For preparations here, and um, badly organized meetings also um, leads to loss of focus on projects. So you are, if your meeting is not good, you are not talking um, about the projects as they should be addressed. You're talking about a lot of other stuff. You get derailed. I don't know. Have you ever been in a meeting where that has been derailed by some comment? Some person says something, and suddenly you talk about something different. Yeah, and exactly. which which might be good but might not and uh, yeah. it is the we um, I will come back to that to the the meeting leader's responsibility in the meeting so and then mm. well um and thirty-one percent says that there are irrelevant participants in the meetings that are lowering the the the, um, the, um, the progress of the meeting. So that people are there who are not relevant, and then start mm. opening their mouth, and then suddenly you are derailed, or at least you're 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 not moving as fast as you could, yeah. and then. Which is really this last one is 26%. This is important because it handles uh, the the relations between a client and a a supplier of some service. So if you are a supplier of some service to a client, if you don't have good meetings with your clients, it says ineffective processes in meetings uh, um, weakens the relationship between uh, supplier and client. Mm. Which means that every fourth meeting that you have with a client is not, you know, an effective meeting. So yeah. do do something about that, <laughs> for goodness' sake. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there are some um, differences between the the um, um, you know the countries here. So the. Let me see find a lost time as as f- uh, because of bad meetings in germany it's uh, actually the the highest number is seventy four percent people say mm. i lost time because of bad meetings in the u k seventy two percent and the u s a wins there with sixty eight only sixty eight percent which is by the way sixty eight seventy four doesn't matter it should be zero or at least as close to zero as possible yeah yeah, I'm not saying that we should not always, and I, I want to say that when I talk about this, because a lot of people will then think, ah, oh, he needs just, he will be really strict and we should not have any fun in the meetings. No, I'm not saying that. But we should have effective meetings, and then we, c- we can have enjoyable meetings, but we should stay hmm. on topic. We should not drift. We should, you know, make effective meetings, so… And then my last statistics for today to to talk about this is um what does it cost to have bad meetings and there is um this is a Norwegian uh, uh who is his name is Ström. he writes for um uh, in the Dagens Næringsliv one of the premier um, business newspapers in in Norway he says that 11 billion Norwegian kroner is squandered away mm. because of bad meetings 11 billion and this is norwegian kroner and we are a small nation and then you know we are maybe 5 million people so maybe this is uh, one for easy sake 1.1 $1. 1 billion dollars mm. and then uh, how many people are there in the us compared to norway or in in denmark compared mm. to norway you like twice yeah. our, our size are you not
1: no oh, no we're, we're about the same it's uh, the it's same too, think, okay yeah. so 11. i think so if the us is is, uh, is 300 million then uh, times 60 right
0: so yeah yeah it's mm. a lot of money it's a lot of money so so not to waste time and money we need to talk about what can how can you recognize a great meeting mm. so so i have some talking points there and we can walk through them and you can give me my your comments if you want so <clears throat> i've recognized that these um topics as or sorry these um uh, items as important for uh, understanding if you're in a good meeting or not so the first point i've i've written down here is everybody understands what we uh, what our desired outcome with this meeting is hmm. does that make sense Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, we understand um, what the meeting should result in. Is it the, you know what is our decisions? It should or when we are there, are we going to result in decisions and next actions, or are we just going to discuss things? And uh, then we have everybody uh, comes on time, which has actually mm-hmm. become better now that we are in Zoom land or in in you know Teams land. I think. I don't know why, but I I feel that there's less people coming, you know, five minutes late into a meeting now than when it was physical meetings. And I don't know exactly why. Maybe they, they meet a colleague that start talking to them and they don't have the... The guts or whatever they need to say that I hey dude <laughs> that, I, I'm an American. I think, you
1: might also, <laughs> I think you might also underestimate that you have to you know do that walk and you just want to get that last email sent and you can mm. maybe quickly get there and uh, it's easier just to you know you're sitting at the screen ah uh, the reminder is there I'll I'll snooze it for five minutes and then I'll I'll join just just on time.
0: Mm. Yeah, so everybody comes on time and only the ones who needs to participate in the meeting. Are participating there's no dead meats, hmm. so the meeting has a clear agenda so it's clear what you are going to talk about and it's been um, publicized to people in the, uh, in good time before the meeting so you can prepare for a meeting so the m- meeting is ending on time or before. And that people are not multitasking in the meeting. (laughs) Have you seen multitasking in meetings, Lars? Never (laughs) happened.
1: So I remember that for myself as well clearly. Um, mm. And uh, and actually, as part of my when I when I started off with GCD, there were just some, you know, there was a certain speed that you get used to, and and sometimes the. That dialogue would go on for a bit too long and there might be some topics that weren't directly relevant to you. So as I was taking my meeting notes, I might hit the Alt tab and switch over to Outlook and maybe just keep typing, but the typing was not meeting notes, but perhaps an email instead. Yeah, yeah. It might have happened.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to at some point create at my YouTube Channel Morten Rovik get Getadea for those of you who want to subscribe <clears throat> shameless plug there but I'm going to, to create a video about multitasking I'm going to do the multitasking test but before I oh. I'm going to do the the, the, the um, Theo companol from the main chains um, that you know so well and uh, but I'm going to do. Um, um, but when I did my research for creating that, you know, I started creating a draft of the the, the script and I, I realized that there is a lot of uh, uh, YouTube videos about multitasking, which are really good. You should try and do uh, just do a um, um, search for multitasking test, I think I did. And if you do that, and don't do it now, don't do it now, Lars, don't do it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but uh, the. Um, the idea with this, uh, the, the, what I've seen f- several of them, they have are playing some audio in the background, uh, which simulates somebody talks, and mm-hmm. there is a there is a you know a story they are telling in the background, and then you are supposed to read at the same time
1: <laughs>
0: a different story, <laughs> and then they will come back and ask you questions about the the audio uh, story, and the mm-hmm. the problem is that you don't get any of them correct. <laughs> You know, you're yep. you're starting mixing them, and, and you're starting to, and and so 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 so. But, but examples like people are on their phone, doing something with with their phone in a meeting, or they're they're switching to Outlook, you know, responding to email. That is, you can please, if you, well, if you're a client, I will accept this. But if you're not, I will tell you, please pack your things and get out of my meeting because I don't want you there. Because you're not here, you can just leave. Mm-hmm. this is um, and i'm i'm thinking that this is a really bad culture accepting uh, this so if you're listening to this and, and get angry with me send me an email and explain to me why you it's important for you to multitask because i'm telling you you are not there you're not there in if you're trying to listen to to what the what the what the meeting is about at the same time you're not there in either of the things so you're you're writing a crappy email and you're not listening to what people are saying so why you don't get a choice just make a choice of one and and stick with that so okay but uh, I
1: recognize that as well for myself in the way that I work. I love listening to podcasts, um, and 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 having that podcast play. I might have that uh, you know playing when I when I drive to the office, and I'll put in my huh? AirPods and I'll listen to it as I walk to the to the office, into the building, mm-hmm. and uh, settle in and. As soon as I start to work, and uh, the, the podcast might still be playing, and I just clearly note that I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll start to get cross-eyed because <laughs> there's, yeah. I'm writing something, I'm reading something, I'm listening something, my oh. brain just goes, there. Mm, "No, no, something wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just does not work."
0: Yeah, well, I'm not saying that, but but for I, I totally understand people who can, uh, you know, I'm not saying you should do this in meetings, but but you can listen to music while you do work. That that's possible because then it, it quiets your your you know you know your your distracting brain. It helps me to focus at sometimes, especially when I need to get some really heavy duty sequential work done. Because my brain don't like that; uh, he will try to ex- escape. <laughs> so, but it helps kind of blocks that channel for me if I listen to music. But yeah. but to do that, um, and of course you should not listen to music in a meeting because that will be highly distracting for people. <laughs>
1: Today's recommendation from Martin. <laughs> no, ha,
0: ha, ha, Don't make this. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But to be, uh, to be in a in a, um, yeah, in a meeting, trying to multitask, and uh, but I also listen to to podcasts when I'm doing something physical. That is, especially if it's a little boring, like housework. You know, and, uh, you know, taking out the dishes from the dishwasher, or vacuum, or shovel of snow, or whatnot. That is boring work, and i I like to fill that boring work with something that I find interesting so so i'm um, I'm using that, but in a meeting, no don't do that
1: no I, I do that all the time as well also to to make it more interesting to go for that run or get that housework mm. done mm. and also when it comes to listening to music um I find that if it's you know, if it's something that I know really well, some old music that I listened to when I was younger, it's much easier to put on. If it's more new music, I'm more easily mm. distracted by it. Then it has to be music without words. So I have yeah. a couple of playlists that I always go to. There's this uh, Headspace uh, playlist on on uh, on Apple Music, and also there is a, one uh, Nike Run, Mindful Run, or something like that. Mm. Um, that both of those are without any any spoken word or, or singing um so that really just that, that works really well for me
0: mm. um if we now then shift gear for a little uh, to um for people to start reflecting um over meetings that they are in so so you can start categorizing the meetings that you are you know on a, on average um and I suggest you then start to write a list, which is we always mm. recommend write it down. Make a header for each of the, the the meetings that you are part of, and ask yourself what is the the purpose of those meetings and uh, And if you find a meeting that you don't really understand the purpose of, that is a good indication you should have a talk with the people who invite you to that meeting, or, or if you are the one who inviting people to that meeting, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be for planning or for for uh, you know um, what we call uh, d- uh, you know, sharing of status on a project, so that you can plan and, and continue. You know, so where are we at now? So we can get mm. um, coherence between the different people working on the project. It could be a meeting for information sharing, so you're just sharing information that so people are understanding where are we at in the total and it could also be what we call just social meetings which is okay okay cake if somebody has um, mm. um, you know birthday and then just eat the cake so but uh, t- take a note of which meeting you're in and if the, you find them effective what is the what is the purpose of the meeting if that's unclear, so clear find out how and then uh, the second question is Are the meetings of the right length when you decided well, these meetings do have a purpose and I do want to attend them, but then are they at the right length? Are they too short, too long? Normally they will be too long, maybe you should shorten them. And there is one thing that I would like to mention to people. I know I do it myself, but I don't like that um, idea that all meetings should be on the hour one hour or mm. two hours or three hours. That makes no sense to me. So if there's some some way that, and it is a way to do that on the server side of Exchange, for those of you who are on Ch- Exchange, that you can set the meeting, uh, the, normal, the default meeting um, uh, time to be five, 50 minutes, for instance. So you have yeah. 10 minutes to go, Visit the toilet, uh, grab another um, cup of coffee, and maybe even read the agenda for the next meeting, so that you can, you know, you know. so that makes a lot more sense. Um, have you seen that in the wild? Some people are mm-hmm. using that, that? Yeah.
1: yeah. And you can do, you can do that yourself as well. So in in, yeah. in more recent versions of, of Outlook, you can go in there and, and set that standard yourself. Mm. Um, and I've seen this as a company standard as well, that they, yeah. they did this on, on the server side. But for them, that actually came from the perspective of, of uh, health safety. So I think the added benefit, of course, is that you do have time between those meetings, especially in the physical world where they need to to walk from one meeting to the next. Hmm. And they actually had people that injured themselves running oh. from one <laughs> meeting to the next. So that was actually, <laughs> that was a story I was told that this uh, you Know, uh, th- this was the reason that they um, they made that change was to make sure that they actually had time to, to move from one meeting to mm. the next in a safe way, yeah. So, uh, that, yeah, I've certainly seen that in, in several companies. I'm guessing the same for you,
0: yeah, yeah, I have. So, but to do that company wise or department wise, you know, make a decision on this. Uh, mm. Our meetings are 50 minutes long, or you know, so that you at least have 10 minutes before the next meeting, and um. And I'm going to challenge you because a lot of the meetings that I attend and that we see that are physical, people are sitting down. Mm -hmm. Is this the the best form of the meeting? Could it be a stand-up meeting? I've attended a few of those and they they tend to get very effective. Uh, Mm -hmm. These are often uh, meetings where you will make decisions on things and it is a lot easier to make the decision standing up um, because then you are... Forced, because you want to sit down. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> standing up for a long time for a lot of people, and you want to sit down. and the, and, the, the, and the effectiveness of the meetings um, tend to get better. I don't know. Have you tried that before? Have you seen that in the wild?
1: No, we didn't do it much uh, back in my day, but that was also because much of it was already, you know, back as a consultant, much of it was already uh, online. And uh, Mm -hmm. so you would just be standing there at your desk, just as I'm standing up right now when we record this podcast or when Mm -hmm. I have other meetings. So the simple, um, you know, uh, it's just a normal way for me to do a meeting, so mm-hmm. if I, I know it works well for me that I yeah. can can stand up and move a bit, um, and also my webcam is actually on the wall behind mm-hmm. us, yeah. <laughs> behind the screen. So if I sit down, it will just look weird. <laughs> <because> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm even in the screen if if I don't stand up. So it's just yeah. uh, you know uh, it's it built into uh, meetings for me.
0: Okay, good. Well, um, but to stand up or even as I would suggest uh, walking meetings you know Steve Jobs was famous for his walking meetings that some people actually are releasing mental energy uh, creativity and problem solving capability by moving they are high movers mm. uh, we mentioned the Kairos cognition test uh, okay. before in one of the episodes and the Kairos cognition is one of the things you know um, that that test uh, reveals if you have um, a tendency to be a high mover, then maybe you will even get more intelligent when you stand up. Mm. So to stand or walk could be an alternative to sit down. And uh, especially for the more informal meeting with a few, not so many people, maybe two, three people walking, that could be a good alternative. And you get a little ex- um, you know, exercise as well, which is not, never bad. In. Yeah, you get your <laughs> steps in. So... Um, But let's let's, uh, change gear a little and talk about how does, you know, not a good meeting culture affect a meeting. Uh, Let's look at, for instance, when the meeting, the desired outcome of the meeting or the agenda is unclear. What does that lead to? This is kind of like, you know that. I don't have to Hmm. tell you, but it leads to frustration and demotivation. Um, why am I here, really? What are we supposed to... What, what are... What are we supposed to achieve here? All these questions will happen, and demotivation is never good. So mm. ask questions: Why am I here? What are we supposed to um, do here, really? And it also and so, gives. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say it. Also, it's also really hard to finish a meeting early if you don't know when you would be done.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So. Good. So, and it, it leads also to the when if you don't have a, a clear decide outcome and an agenda, it it's, uh, slows down the, the, the progress of projects. And because you don't ask questions like who is responsible for this? When are things supposed to be finished? What are we supposed to achieve here, really? And, mm. uh, you don't ask these questions. So, um, if you are late to a meeting, Okay, the ones who are not late, they feel they will, you know, they are wasting their time, and it's it's um, if some person are allowed to be late, we've been there, I've been there. Some boss always are late, or some person has the. Uh, the um, the feeling that i am superior to this meeting culture so i come when i want or i'm 510 minutes late and that's not my fault there is some other external reason why i'm always late and that's and what is happening i'm just i'm sorry if i'm i'm i'm, I'm pointing at you their listener <laughs> or viewer <laughs> uh, who feel that yes this is me and then i'm sorry but we don't accept this <laughs> because if somebody is are allowed to be late then it's um it in. Increases the, the feeling that it is okay for me also to be late. So you get a bad culture, um, you know, increasing uh, in, in mm. multitude. A lot of other people um, are not on time then. And then if all are not present, that should be present, decisions are not taken. So mm. if you understand that you have a meeting where the decision makers or decision, decision maker is not in the room and then, then cancel the meeting because you will not make a decision then. This will be a wasteful time. And and um, um, if somebody is invited to the meeting who, who really don't understand what their purpose are there, then they will be not there mentally. They will... Um, move out to the meeting do something else because this is not relevant for me and then you will have the feeling of i have better things to do than stay here so
1: yeah I might interrupt the meeting as well uh, mm-hmm. you know showing up and, and adding different perspectives that aren't relevant or, or you know taking the discussion to to another point which really wasn't the, the purpose of the meeting yeah
0: so um I have a few pointers that you might want to note down there, listener, is that you might want to, when you are planning a meeting, um, you can ask these questions to yourself. Um, first question is, why do we have this, qu- uh, this meeting? So uh, what is the, the side outcome for this meeting? Or What are we trying to achieve with this, this kind of meetings? So if you're trying to make a meeting series that is going to con- continue, why are you doing this? And um, maybe you need to make sure that you are, um, you know, thinking about how long does it need to be to achieve our why. And um, when you are there, please write down what is decided. And look at, focus at the the decide outcome. What are the decide outcomes for the things we decided? Who is responsible for filling that? Fulfilling that decide outcome, and what's the next action if that's relevant? So that and what is the deadline for when it should be finished? So if you ask these four mm-hmm. questions, you will be able to to um, create a dynamic meeting where you have some meeting notes. You write them down, and then that will be on the on the agenda somewhere on the agenda for the next meeting. So the next meeting you will call, everybody will know what I've, what have I uh, what am I responsible for delivering on in this. So mm. it it makes it easier. Any comments here? Do you have some?
1: Uh, no, that's just. Uh, um, the only thing I'm thinking that might be of interest for people listening is also well, well, two things. First of all, the 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 perspective of a, being a meeting participant. So that was sort of a yep. meeting leader perspective. Uh, and I and I do mm. see a lot uh, we are on the
0: coming there in my oh, notes, okay, but <laughs> <we'll be there. laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: no. No, yeah. so so let's, I won't I won't skip a, skip ahead on, uh, no. on on that one.
0: Then. No. So, but and when you have when you have decided, uh, sorry, you have written down your your um, referendum of your or your meeting notes, for, and then start the next meeting by um, walking through the the meeting notes. Hmm. So uh, then we come to your personal meeting habits. Um, those are important for you and the other people that you have good meeting habits, and the first one uh, you need to have is prepare for the meeting. Don't just run into a meeting and expect things to be handed to you, especially if there are things you should prepare for. Read through the meeting notes um check if you have responsibility of some of the meetings on the notes, and then make a you know make a note of uh, what is the status that you can go into the meeting and and sound intelligent about the things that you've actually committed to do something about. Mm. Always bring something to write on and with. Make sure that you have a place to take notes. When you take notes, make sure that you are um, um, making... you can use, a, I use, a, you just make a you know, little square when there are things in my meeting, my personal meeting, those that I am, I'm, I'm, I'm responsible next actions that I captured there, make sure that those are, are captured. Um, and always um, block time for after work if that's necessary. For instance, if you need to clarify and organize the meeting notes after, if you don't have, to have time to do that just after the meeting, just put uh, your your um, meeting notes in your in-tray or make a note that you should check your, if you use a digital, um, just make a note that you should check it after for clarify and organize. So that none of the next actions in the meeting notes are lost because mm. I've seen this. And... Um, uh, please try and avoid me, uh, you know, back-to-back meetings. What we call wall-to-wall meetings in in the Norway, uh, in Norway, Method. Um mm. and because you will not have time to process anything, you will just run from one meeting to another, and it's totally a waste of time if you're not doing something. Then we have what I call good um, um, post-work of after the meetings, and you know, you have to prepare for this. Find all the things that you've prepared, you know that you've decided to do something, get them into your task management system and and, and um, uh, you know collect and archive all relevant informations that you need to look at. if there is a PDF or it's a handout you need to take care of. make sure that that's not just lost for you. So if you are going back, you, know, you can also sound intelligent and, and appear intelligent because you have control of everything that is part of that meeting. And, and do good pre-work for the meeting. Um read through the the meeting notes as we said and check what you are responsible for and status and then make make a little extra time for reflection if you have if there is something you would like to suggest just jot it down and you can use your agenda for that meeting if you have agenda for list for the for the staff meeting for instance and just if that's the meeting we're talking about then just make notes of what you should raise there so that's you know that's a good uh, pre-meeting Uh, Work. Any comments, Loris? Does this still make sense? Yeah,
1: no, I'm reminded, you know, just to. Maybe the, the the mind sweep perspective just bring the the, the the GTD aspect into it that you know some meetings will uh, benefit from just a, a, a quick uh, break at the beginning. We often do that in, in webinars and and seminars and just you know give people just a minute or two to write things down whatever's on their mind. Perhaps if yeah. they were in back to back meetings, get that stuff out of your head so you yeah. can actually be present with the, with the meeting here. Mm. And I was reminded as you mentioned as you were talking about taking meeting notes and the different strategies for. Making, maybe making notes for yourself. Uh, I I found some meeting notes uh, several years back. Uh, there was a heavy, you know, important big meeting very crucial for the whole big project uh and in the middle of those meeting notes i had a note to myself to to don't forget to buy cake <laughs> so at some point in that meeting i was reminded <laughs> to buy this this cake and when we uh, were on the island where i live we we would say that we make the, the, the best version of this cake and i was mm-hmm. on a project in a different part of the country so i wanted to to bring this cake with me mm-hmm. um so that was actually in those you know critical meeting notes with all the big decisions don't forget cake. <laughs> so, as always, capture whatever whatever yeah. shows up, mm. uh, and of course have the practice to to run through those uh, mm. notes and make sure that they then migrate into the right places in your mm. system.
0: Yeah. Well, if you have a um, you know a department or a meeting where you only have GJDeers, just do a mind sweep before. Yeah. It's a good idea. Just three minutes mind sweep, and you don't have to tell people what that is. If you are a GJDeer, you know what that is. So. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I that kind of brings me to the end of my little my notes for this um episode um I just want to uh, reiterate or just bring back that if you are in a meeting culture um if it solidifies it displaces common sense and the only way to get it back is to answer sorry to ask critical questions to to and by asking critical questions like why are we having these meetings? What is the purpose? Uh, maybe the two most important questions you can ask you know, the hmm. what? why are we having this and what's the purpose? So, yeah. kind of two two sides of the same coin, maybe. But uh, if you don't ask that, you will continue to have bad meetings, and we won't have great meetings with GTD. So, why yes. is a very important. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and you can also use the, the the natural planning model here. You know that for planning a meeting, which is very good, especially the the. The the two first part there where do you have the the purpose of the meeting. Why are we having this? And ask enough why to understand why we are having this meeting. And then what's the mm. standards? What's the framework we work within? Well, it's fifty five minutes. It's supposed to have these these things on the agenda. And then how does wild success look like? What how how would we know that these meetings are wild success? And mm. that that is helping you to plan good meetings. So,
1: hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I think there may be some homework for the listeners and, and viewers to just reflect on yeah. the meetings that they are leading based on the, 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 the great tips that you shared now. And the, yeah. as well also as a participant, because I often see that, especially in when, when coaching, mm. um, you know, it will vary from, from client to client based on the culture there and what their roles and responsibilities are. But it really, uh, I really, See some heavy duty calendars, really, really filled up, mm. um, and there will be cultures where I, I did a seminar earlier uh, or last month, actually. Now, uh, as as we record this, mm. um, where they would have you know multiple meetings stacked uh, at the same time. So mm-hmm. they might have three or four meetings from, yeah. from one to two. And I've how that would well. that even mm-hmm. make sense, right? No. Um, so so really think through whether you need to be part of these meetings, ask if you should be there, mm-hmm. or if not, then let the people know that, you know, okay, can I maybe just get the mm-hmm. meeting notes? Can you let me know? Can you, uh, I'll, I'll be available, but you know, you know, message me on teams and I'll jump Mm. into the meeting when you need me for those five minutes and then I'll Mm. jump back out because I have my list of things to do and I don't have time to sit, uh, you know, 55 minutes just listening where I'm just needed five minutes. Hmm. And and the other part was uh, that I was reminded when you were walking through it was uh, I had a client that specifically stated that you know it was so nice now that she could actually walk into a meeting and feel comfortable that she knew what they were going to discuss and she actually hmm. was aware of the different statuses of the items on uh, on the agenda. Uh, it just was a you know a big big change for her. So hmm. so there's a lot of value in um, having good, clear strategies about meetings and also your own uh, perspective on this.
0: Hmm. And I would like to ask the, the listeners um, a question. I've, and you can answer by, uh, by writing us an email at podcast at gtdnordic.dk, podcast at gtdnordic.dk. And the, my question that I would like you to, to reflect a little about is how are you using GTD in your meetings? So, if you're leading mm-hmm. a meeting and you know g d d, how are you using that actively? are you are you doing something we not discussed or would you like to just tell us how you are doing your meetings? That will be um something we can mention in a future episode um, mm-hmm. yeah, and any yeah, and any good ideas would be a good um, you know to um, to add to what we just said.
1: Mm, yeah, yes. I'm sure we'll hear from someone who says so. They will, you know, when there's 20 minutes left of that meeting, they will start to uh, look for. So, what are the projects? What are the next actions? Who owns them? So, all of that is clear as they as they mm. start to leave. That, the yeah,
0: meeting. yeah. Let's let's. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that someone will answer our question because um, I'm I'm. I'm interested to see how are you doing this out there. What are your takeaways? You, you those of you who call yourself a GGD or I'm doing getting things done at the best of my ability, and I use it this way in a meeting. That is, that is, I would like to hear that. So please send us yeah. an email. Or at,
1: if you mm. have some challenges, right? So if yeah. there are some things that you just feel, you know, it's, it's hard to to figure out how would we deal with this in a meeting. Of mm. course, there might be some things that are just cultural. That so, how will I get out of all those meetings? Well let's 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 discuss let's see if there are any Mm. tips we can can maybe share but also if you're you're struggling with uh, the meetings then be sure Mm. to let us know as well
0: yes yes indeed so i think uh, we have one listener who sent uh, something to us uh, and that's yeah could you read um his uh, email to us
1: yeah sure so following i think the tools episode we got an email from jonathan saying, Dear Morten and Lars, always a pleasure to hear how you use tools to maintain a good GTD system. Recently, you discussed DevonThink as a tool, but you made no mention of the very excellent ability to copy item links to individual documents, which can then be pasted into another, any other system, at least on a Mac for Mm. instant recall to the document or even page within the document from, Mm. for instance, OmniFocus or Obsidian. An excellent yep. tool for capturing notes in text and markdown. I would refer to a recent episode of Mac Power Users if you're interested in either project. Kind regards from Jonathan Kelp.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. And um, uh, you are right. We didn't mention that and we should have. So thank you for reminding us. Mm. But you can in, in DevonThink make, you know, DevonThink as a database for... Reference material is great because it's a safe place to put things, and uh, you can make them just copy the internal link and paste it anywhere. Uh, in a, you know, you um, know, as he says in OmniFocus, I'm using that uh, actively, and but also in um, I use it in uh, PipeDrive um, for doing mm. that same thing. And um, yeah, good tip. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Jonathan. So. Yeah. I think we are at the end. Lars, will you take us out?
1: I think we are. And we always wrap up these episodes by reminding you to head on over to gtdnordic.com. Have a look around on that website. You will find links to each of the country websites for the Nordic countries. And on each of those sites, you will find all of the offerings that we have in each of those countries. uh, Different articles about GTD, links to newsletters, groups on social media, etc. And if you're outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partners. And also, as usual, a quick reminder that if you are not already watching us right now, you could be. So we post these episodes on each of our YouTube channels. So if you want to watch the next episode, head on over there to subscribe. There are links to both of our channels in the show notes as well as the email address that we just referred to podcast.gtnaudic.dk and lastly as always we really hope that you find these episodes valuable and if you do especially I think this one maybe it might be great to share with a colleague to maybe discuss how you do uh, meetings in your organization and maybe you could uh, change some things make your meetings even uh, greater with some of the things that we talked about today and the other great way to help us out is to rate your uh, us on iTunes or your podcast player uh, it really helps to discover the discoverability of the podcast so uh, that helps as well thanks so much to those of you who have already done so
0: indeed thank you thank you and uh, until next time people stay safe and stay productive bye bye
1: bye everyone